What is culture? According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, culture is the beliefs or customs of a particular society or group. Culture is always, always attributed to humans. Think about a time in your life when culture was mentioned and they weren't talking about people. You probably can't think of any. Cultures would allow humans to travel great distances and become one of the most abundant species on the planet. Instead of having to evolve for colder climates, we instead innovated and started making and using fires and coats. And these traditions were passed down to children generation after generation. It developed our more complex languages and helped us communicate and share stories with each other in a way that we wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Today, we will be talking about an animal that also uses culture, the orca, also known as the killer whale. Hello, and welcome to At Risk. Just a disclaimer, this episode will be a little shorter than those I'm planning to release in the future, but I was really excited and I couldn't wait to get the first ever episode out into the world. Anyways, that's all I've got to say, so please enjoy listening to The Killer Whale. There are four ways that we identify culture. The first is that culture is learned. Basically, culture is not something that one is born with, such as survival instincts, but rather it's knowledge that's acquired over time. The second is that culture is shared. So people with the same culture pass on their knowledge to others. The third is that culture is shared through different symbols. Language is dependent on symbols, both written and spoken, and the ability to share culture with others is dependent on this ability. And then lastly, the fourth, culture allows for adaptations without evolution. For example, if a gecko wanted to live in the North Pole, it would have to wait a millennia for evolution to kick in and give them the right adaptations for them to survive in such harsh, cold conditions. Culture is like a VIP pass for that. So, how does the orca fit into these boxes? Well, to start, they have their own language. Just like many other marine mammals, they don't just use noise for echolocation, but rather to communicate complicated messages. In fact, orca calls are so complicated, we haven't been able to deduce exactly what these calls mean, even with all of our modern-day technology. And it is this language that shows their culture. They use symbols to pass on knowledge to others. In fact, orcas from different clans even have different languages and dialects, just like humans. An orca from the coasts of British Columbia won't be able to understand what an orca from Washington is saying, similar to an American talking to a Russian. Additionally, smaller groups of orcas within the same clan, called pods, could have different accents than others, sort of like a English accent or a South drawl. And I know what you're probably thinking. Sure, they might have a language, but what knowledge would they even have to share? Well, this is where things get a little bit more interesting. 
An orca's diet is very generalized, and they have been seen catching anything that could be caught, from fish and seals, to massive whales, dolphins, and sometimes even sharks. Unfortunately, because the orcas are so much bigger than what they're chasing, well, let's just say they're more like lumbering giants than Usain Bolt. Their prey can swim much faster than them. I like to think of a school bus trying to race against the Formula One car. It wouldn't really even be a race. So to get around this obstacle, the orcas have to play some pretty dirty tricks to get a meal. For example, Antarctic orcas have developed a strategy that's called wave washing. This is when they see a seal on top of an ice floe. This is when many whales will form a straight line and then charge at the flow just under the surface of the water, creating a massive tidal wave. Then, at the very last possible moment before collision, they will duck under the ice, leaving the way to wash the seals off and into the water. I honestly think this one's pretty funny, because I just imagine the seals enjoying a nice, relaxing day on some ice that they found, when a massive wave appears out of nowhere and crashes into them to make a bad day worse. A second strategy that's used is against large schools of fish that clearly demonstrates the racing analogy I made earlier. As I'm sure many of you have seen in documentaries, there are large balls or schools of fish where feeding frenzies often take place. And this ball is morphing and pulsing as if it's one unit, survival in numbers. However, because the orcas are so slow, the fish can easily get out of the way before they're captured. So what's an easy, quick solution? Shockwaves. An orca will slap its tail in the water and create a tiny sonic boom, temporarily stunning fish unlucky enough to be in the vicinity. Easy, bite-sized snacks for the orca. The final strategy that we're going to be talking about today is used when killer whales will purposely beach themselves in order to catch sea lions. If you don't know what beaching is, it's when whales or dolphins or other cetaceans will find themselves on beaches and they won't be able to get off. And this strategy is extremely interesting to me, not because of the fact that orcas risk their lives for their food, Whales left on the beach, unable to get back into the water, almost always dry out and die. But rather the fact that this technique has been documented of a mother teaching her calves how to execute this technique. And when one of them wasn't able to get back into the water, the mother came up herself and helped it back in. This showed firsthand that orcas pass on knowledge to the next generation and through example too. We don't just learn how to walk after one day on our own after being alive. We watch our parents and other adult figures and then try to model after them. However, sticking to a strict culture has been proven to be bad for these creatures. And of course, us humans are at the root of the problem. Decreasing numbers worldwide of orca populations are due to lack of prey in the waters. Orcas can be very picky eaters sometimes, and even though they have a very wide menu of many different species, they will specifically pick specific subspecies of genera. 
For example, they gravitate to Chinook salmon over any other salmon, which naturally we overfish. So this is leaving them with less prey, and therefore they're starting to die out. And naturally, this does not help the fact that we are constantly putting toxins in their waters and tangling them up in our massive trawling nets. We humans are so self-centered that we see culture as an attribute only connected to ourselves, when in fact there are many species, the orca just being one, that share it with us. And yet, our modern-day culture of consumerism is constantly destroying our ability to learn about these amazing similarities between us and other animals. So next time you hear the word culture, don't just think of humans, but rather all the amazing connections that it brings between you and others, and what it might bring between other animals too. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in this content, please don't hesitate to follow or subscribe, and I highly suggest sharing with a friend. Since this show is just starting, it really makes a big impact if you just share with one other person, and every little bit helps. Also, feel free to join our Instagram at at riskpodcast, no caps. Uh, I look forward to making the next episode, and I will see you there. Thank you.